What's going on, good people, and welcome to Live by the Three, a Raptors podcast with your boy Curly. Give me a follow on the Instagram page at Live by the Period Number Three and on Twitter at Live by the Zero Three for all your Raptors content and podcast related news. Or if you just want to talk hoops, feel free to hit me up on either platform. So on November 6th, the Raptors were hosting the Chicago Bulls without their best player, top five, Pascal Siakam. And if you are unaware, Pascal suffered an injury in the Mavericks game Friday night where he strained his right groin and news broke today that he will be out for two weeks and at that point he will be reevaluated. We will see how he fares in the next two weeks. But you were definitely curious to know what this team was going to look like without Pascal Siakam, who's been our lifeline, who's been our best player. Everything began and ended with Pascal. If he's not doing it offensively, he's doing it with he's doing it with his playmaking or his defense or his rebounding. This team was going as far as Pascal was willing to take us. So who was going to be the next man up? Who was going to step up? And that man was our fearless leader, Steady Freddy, Fred Van Vliet, who returned back to the lineup tonight. Now that's quite a luxury to have to lose a player like Pascal Siakam, the caliber of player that he is, and to gain a caliber player in return in Fred Van Vliet is a luxury that I'm sure goes underappreciated, especially when some fans online felt it necessary to express their desire to trade Fred Van Vliet after two good games without him. And while the Raptors did look good in those two victories, they looked downright awful except for one quarter when they played the Mavericks. It makes you wonder what that game would be like if we had Fred VanVleet in that game. I truly feel that healthy, the Raptors would have come away with a victory against the Mavericks, regardless of how spectacular and special Luka Doncic is. There's no way of stopping a player of that caliber, but needless to say, healthy, I love our chances. But focusing on tonight's game, the way it started, you weren't feeling very confident. I think the Bulls got out to an early 7 to nothing lead, and the Raptors were having a very hard time generating offense. But the agenda was clear for the Raptors. Get the ball out of DeMar DeRozan's hand. And they constantly sent double teams over to him forcing him to get rid of the ball, obviously. But the issue was it created high percentage shot opportunities for the Bulls. But I think Nick Nurse said it best. Playing that way, you got to give a little to get a little. Essentially, it's a gamble. Constantly double teaming one player, constantly rotating or having to rely on perfect rotations in order for your defense to be successful can be quite nerve-wracking, but the Raptors were willing to live with it. For the most part, it worked. They made DeRozan's life hectic. The unfortunate part is that his supporting cast around him was making the Raptors pay more often than not. And because the shots weren't falling down early and the Raptors were taking a ton of them, the Raptors fell behind very early until things settled down in the second quarter. And those opportunities were created from their defense once again, and it took a collective effort in order to get that done. 
normally it would be OG Ananobi who has lately been a defensive player of the year candidate all defensive NBA type of player but it was Christian Coloco tonight who really settled in defensively quite the bounce back game from him who went into the Raptors record books tonight with six blocks he was great in rotation he was a great help side defender the Bulls had to think twice or make the additional extra pass when Christian Coloco was in the middle. Not to mention that he was a lob threat. And while he didn't finish all of them, there were a couple opportunities where he missed some wide open layups, but there were other opportunities where he cashed them in. And that will only get better with time. But he had a solid game, defensively played his role to a T. Similar to OG, who continues to be a stellar force on defense, getting three steals tonight, but it was the bench. The bench play of Thaddeus Young, Chris Boucher, Precious Achua, Otto Porter Jr., who collectively got six steals off the bench. And that's how the game went on for the remainder of the night. Whoever created the most turnovers was able to go out on a run. Whatever team slowed down and Another team would heat up. There goes another 7-9 to nine nothing run, possibly 10 nothing run. And it was back and forth, back and forth. And the Raptors outshot their opponents tonight. They did not shoot particularly well. I believe they got into over 100 shots and the Chicago Bulls did not. They were around the high 80s, if I'm not mistaken. But this is what Raptors basketball is going to look like going forward, at least in this season. We're not going to shoot awfully great, but we're going to be pesky on defense. We're going to get out and transition as often as we can. We're going to play fast and frantic basketball. And that's what it really boiled down to tonight. The Raptors were a scrappier team. They hit shots when they needed to. Fred Van Vliet, OG Ananobi... Whenever the Raptors needed a bucket, the Raptors had options. And it was a dominant fourth quarter, or I should say the closing minutes of the fourth quarter, where the Raptors really asserted their dominance. They got on the offensive glass. They challenged every shot in the paint. They got out in transition and made the Bulls pay for their mistakes that ultimately led them to a 113-104 victory. The Chicago Bulls shot 40 for 88 from the field, giving them 46%, 13 for 36 from three at around 36%, and 11 for 13 from the free throw line at just under 85%. The Raptors shot 44 for 103 at around 43%, 10 for 37 from three at 27%, 15 for 20 from the free throw line, giving them 75%. A couple stats that stand out tonight, the Raptors out-rebounded the Bulls 52 to 46, 23 offensive rebounds, which is really impressive. But a stat that's not as impressive is the defensive rebounding that favors the Bulls only by 231 to 29. But defensive rebounding continues to be a problem for the Raptors, and it has been for the last couple of seasons. So rebounding is a desire, and it's effort. If you want to go after it, you got to make up your mind and go out and do it. So I don't know if a philosophy has to change or if a personnel change is required but if you can't 
collect the defensive rebound only means the offensive rebounds for the other team and that will be problematic especially coming down the stretch of the season and going into the postseason if you don't clean it up early it can become problematic later on 11 steals for the raptors tonight they forced the bulls into 17 turnovers and while the bulls did lead the raptors tonight in fast break points 21 to 14 the points off turnovers favored the raptors 23 to 12 and points in the paint 62 to 38 both teams were basically playing zone forcing a lot of perimeter oriented shots but the raptors were able to get behind the zone and make the necessary reads to create opportunities and a lot of them did come off of the fast break but either way it was a recipe for success a scrappy win for the raptors and even though the focal point for the raptors tonight was DeMar DeRozan and while they were a scrappy and pesky on defense there were some collapses that the Bulls made the Raptors pay more times than not but DeMar still very efficient from the field 7 for 9 while being double teamed and getting 20 points just shows how much DeMar has improved and how much his playmaking still creates these opportunities for him and just always impressive to see DeMar back in Toronto. But focusing back on the Raptors, the starters, Christian Coloco, OG Adenobi, Scotty Barnes, Fred Van Vliet, and Gary Trent Jr. As I mentioned, Christian Coloco, solid start. Played 31 minutes. Didn't get into that much foul trouble. 11.7 rebounds, 6 blocks like I previously mentioned. Got to the free throw line going 3 for 4. Solid game. Continues to make his case as to why the Raptors should definitely think twice about sending this kid to the 905. OG Ananobi, solid game from him once again, 22 points. Was very aggressive offensively tonight, took 19 shots, hit 10 of them, two threes, no free throw attempts, but the Bulls got out of his way whenever he made his way to the basket. And an aggressive OG is a tough OG to stop. 22.6 rebounds, three assists, three steals, and a block. Just another solid game from him. Scotty Barnes. Scotty Barnes trying to do his best Pascal Siakam impression, scoring 19 points, 10 rebounds, 4 assists. Didn't shoot as well from the field. It was 8 for 19, but you love the aggression. He took 7 threes tonight, hitting 2. Didn't get to the free throw line, but similar to OG, once he went downhill, made up his mind, the Bulls basically parted, and he was able to get to the basket with little to no issue little gimpy tonight i don't know if that foot injury that he suffered in dallas and quite possibly as far as miami is causing him a problem but at the end of the game when he was walking up to the tunnel he was visibly frustrated gripping his jersey you hope it's nothing but he was definitely gimpy towards the end of the game a lot of blown defensive coverages and it was clear that something is physically going on with him, but we hope it's nothing. Hope is just a little soreness and that he'll be ready to go for the next game in this home and home series. Fred Van Vliet, steady Freddy. That's exactly what he is. Whenever the game was getting close and the Bulls went on the run, Freddy would always have an answer. Just a monster game in his first game back. You wish he didn't log in as many minutes as he did, 39, especially if he was dealing with lower back issues. Either way, 
30 points, 11 assists, 5 rebounds. He was 7 for 7 from the free throw line, 5 for 13 from 3, 9 for 22 from the field. Didn't shoot particularly well, but it didn't matter. It was the quality shots when he did hit them and the timing of the shots when we needed it most that mattered. And this team is a completely different beast with Fred Van Vliet in the lineup. Hopefully, the trade rumors that have been being stirred up among some of the Raptors faithful, a very small percentage of the Raptors faithful, can quiet down for now and see how valuable Fred Van Vliet was tonight. Gary Trent Jr. didn't have a great game offensively, didn't have a great game defensively either. He was not part of the closing lineup, even though we could have used his shooting. There were some bright spots. He was aggressive, driving into the paint, going three for five from the free throw line. He had a couple nice dunks. He'll figure it out. I know it's frustrating to watch him at times, but the one thing that I always enjoy about Gary Trent Jr. is his competitive nature. And so as long as he's competing, you can live with a bad game here and there. It's unfortunate that he might be trending in a role that may be inconsistent, but I will live with that as Gary Trent has proven that he can take over a game from the perimeter and now he's looking to be impactful on more than one side of the ball, looking for his teammates, grabbing more rebounds. Those things will definitely have an effect and once he puts it all together, he will continue to be a great player. As for the role players, I'm going to do them collectively. Thaddeus Young with 16 minutes, Chris Boucher with 22, Precious Achua with 14, and Otto Porter Jr. with 19 minutes. They collectively did not have a great game offensively, but they were doing the little things that sometimes don't always appear on the stat sheet. They were great on defense. They were rotating, making the nice the correct reads that generated six steals collectively. They had 21 rebounds combined. And while we've grown accustomed to Chris Boucher being a reliable offensive option coming off the bench, it's his effort that creates those opportunities. And he was ultra aggressive going four for 10 from the field. Didn't hit a three tonight. But he kept the defense on its heels when he had the ball. Same with Thaddeus Young, Chua, who continues to struggle offensively, but continues to be a force defensively. And Otto Porter Jr. doing what he's supposed to do, being a 3 and D specialist, grabbing a, a few rebounds, getting a few assists, as well as three steals. Everybody did their job tonight. And it was a constant question being asked to every player. Did you feel that you had to play differently without Pascal tonight? And the answer continues to be the same. They are a team. They will continue to play as a team. There will always be a standout in every game. But the beauty of it is that it, it could be Fred Van Vliet tonight. And it could be Scotty Barnes next night. And OG or even Gary Trent Jr. Or even Chris Boucher. Anyone can go off and it's a luxury that we should definitely appreciate. After tonight's victory, it brings the Raptors to six and four. They'll have an opportunity to make it seven and four in a home and home series as they traveled to Chicago for an 845 tip off. I guess they're going to give them an additional 15 minutes to sleep in 
in order to get ready for tomorrow's game. I imagine it will be much of the same. The scrappier team will win. Hopefully the Raptors shooting touch will make a return. Don't have news on Zach Levine. I failed to mention that Zach Levine was out of tonight's lineup. Don't know if he's going to be available for tomorrow night's game. But either way, we're in for an entertaining game. And may the best scrappy team win. And that's it for me. I appreciate listeners new and old for tuning in. Please don't forget to subscribe, like, and rate the podcast. It would mean so much if you do so, if you haven't already. If you did, thank you very much. And until the next episode, everyone, please stay safe, good people. Peace. Thank you.